I'm Pastor Stephen Brooks, and welcome today to our Sunday morning online internet church service. I'm so happy that you're here. I hope you've got your Bibles. Why don't you meet me today in Isaiah chapter 48? I, I think you already know where I'm going. I want to show you something today from verse 17 that I believe will bless you. We're going to receive the tithes and offerings first. We're going to bring them into the storehouse of the Lord, and God's going to do two things to really, really help you. I want you to see this. If it is possible, it's good to actually view this scripture with your own eyes. I want this scripture to really be something that is written upon the tablet of your heart. Praise God. Isaiah chapter 48, verse 17, it says, Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God who teaches you the prophet who leads you by the way you should go. Praise God. Well, this is, this is something very fascinating because there's, there's two things that the Lord wants to do in your life. He wants to do them consistently. I would even be so bold to say He wants to do them daily. Let's talk about them. Number one, He teaches and number two, He leads. And really, that's, that's what this is. This is the way that you get into the place of profit. This is the place where you get into prosperity, and the abundance, and the, bless, the blessings of God. How does it work, Pastor Stephen? Two things, teaching and leading. It's what God wants to do with you through the Lord Jesus by His Spirit. Teaching and leading. Please say that. Say teaching and leading. See, Jesus teaches and he leads. Say it again. Say teaches and leads. Let's say it one more time. Teaches and leads. He teaches and he leads. And the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you is constantly there to help you in these two areas teaching and leading. Now, he's leading you in a way a path that you should go. Wow. Praise the Lord. Let me see how I can word this. There, there's somebody real close to you who is a financial advisor who has the potential to give you some really goofy advice. Oh, I, I know what you're thinking. Uh, Pastor Stephen, uh, you're, you're talking to the general audience on the internet, but I, d I don't have a financial advisor, so you're not speaking to me. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Every single person watching me, there is a financial advisor in your life. No, I'm not talking about the Holy Spirit. He, he's, he's wonderful. He's excellent. Never does anything wrong. Always does everything right always glorifies Jesus, always unveils the Word, always leads us in the light. But you need to know about somebody else, because th this voice is coming to you. There is a financial advisor in, in your life, very, very close to you, speaking to you, giving you some really kooky advice. And you have to be very, very careful that you don't listen to that voice. Who is it, Pastor Stephen? Is it the devil? No. <laughs> it's your soulish nature. It's your soulish nature. It's your ego. It's your prideful attitude that says, I already know enough. I already know enough. Well, if you, know, if you already know so much, why, why are you so defeated? How come it's not working? Where, where is the justification for your wisdom? So you have to watch out for that carnal nature that rises up and says, I don't need anybody to teach me, I already know what to do. And you, you'll meet people like that in life in the church who have that attitude, think that they think everything's working, but you look at their life and it's not. But their, their advisor, their ego, even advises them on finances. And watch out for the soulish nature. Wow. Very fascinating. The Holy Spirit teaches and leads. Teaches and leads. Say it with me. Say, teaches and leads. God's ideas, God's ways are above the ways of the soulish, 
intellectual, unredeemed mind of man. Praise God. You need to start transitioning into the mindset, the thinking of a kingdom person, not a worldly person. Praise God. And the soulish nature of a man, of a woman, can give you financial ideas that are awful, that are awful. By the way, just because you have an interest in some particular subject, maybe because you like a certain thing, does not mean that's a good investment, does not mean that's a good idea where you, sh where you should put your money in. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit teaches and leads. And often our soulish nature has ideas that want to go in the exact opposite direction of what the Holy Spirit would want to take us to. And it's very challenging because we can be very stubborn in our own will sometimes. Now, when you were saved and born again, your spirit, the inner you, Okay, the Apostle Paul called it the inner man. He also referred to it as your spirit being, or the inner man. It's you on the inside. When you were born again, your spirit was born again. You passed from spiritual death to spiritual life. But when you were born again, your body was not born again. That's why Nicodemus was a little bit... Uh, you know, confused by what Jesus said, because he's like, how, how do I get born again? Do I have to go back into my mother's womb and pop back out again? <laughs> oh, Jesus must have rolled his eyes. No, no, this is a, this is not a physical uh, rebirth. This is a spiritual rebirth. Now, your spirit's born again. Obviously, your body's not. But also, when you were saved and born again, your mind or your soul is, is a little bit like your body. It wasn't born again either. So what are we told to do in Scripture uh, regarding our soul? We are told to renew our minds. Your, your mind, your soul, being your mind, your will, your emotions, the, the, these areas of, of feelings and emotions. And we can be very, very strong in our emotions sometimes. And we can want to follow these emotions. We have a passion for something. But watch out for those types of things. They can actually lead you in the wrong direction. There's nothing wrong with emotions. God created us with emotions, with sensation, with feeling. You just don't want it to take you, though, into an area that God said, oh, uh, uh, th that's not the way I'm trying to lead you. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you insist on doing that on your own thing, listening to your own financial advisor, your own so-called brilliance, your own very limited uh, ingenuity, uh, then you're never going to really get over into that glory realm where God really shows you amazing things. You begin going to the very, very top. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, um, I, re I remember about three years ago, I was talking to one of the, one of the preeminent prophets in America. And as far as the anointing level on his life, he, he's up there with the very best in the world, and he's not like back in the pack, at the front. Uh, he's been on every major television network in the world, and been all over the world, and uh, I was spending some time with him uh, about three years ago, and he said, he said, Stephen, you need to get in on this investment that I'm in on. And uh, he was not only in on it, he's one of the directors of a company. And I'm hanging out with him to kind of rub shoulders with the prophetic. And, you know, so we can, you know, we talk about the Lord and all that. But he's just caught up in this business endeavor that he has uh, formed. He and a few other guys, uh, you know, spirit-filled businessmen have formed. And he's like, look, you need to get in on this. This, this is going to be a multi-billion dollar company. And, you know, I'm not laughing or making fun of it or anything like that. They were very sincere. And a, a team of a veteran uh, guys that, you know, have uh, done IPOs with, you know, bringing corporations out, taking them from private to public, and, uh, you know, a, a very experienced, savvy leadership team, executive team, with a lot of depth and experience in that area, seem to know what they're doing, uh, uh, had some some breakthrough technology and some other things going on. 
and you know he just like you know Stephen you need to get in on this and they were all in on it uh, to the point you couldn't really get in on their inner circle of friendship unless you put money in and uh, you know what uh, after I left and every time I kind of get around them that's what they were talking about but after I left you know Kelly left that initial uh, time of fellowship Kelly said Stephen I don't think that thing's gonna fly I, I said well you know they really want us to invest in it it could, it could take off and she's just like I don't see Kelly was not how can I say she had no emotional attachment to it I had a little bit of an emotional attachment to it because I I honored this this great prophet and I'm not going to say his name but yeah uh, heavy heavy prophetic gift so so long story short I, I side with my wife and because I you know once I kind of calm down and pray I'm like yeah something uh, something's not like hitting on all cylinders on this something's not right and I, and I don't know what it is I don't really care to know what it is all I just know is that I'm not putting any money in, into that so we don't invest in it and uh, you know time goes by I'm just kind of curious I'm just kind of curious um, earlier today how this stock was doing that at one point was pretty high didn't have any volume so it didn't matter but you know was going to be said to go up and you know outdo Apple and outdo Tesla and outdo them all uh, today is at one cent a share one cent you have to be careful even even prophets how about that how about a prophet who could hear so clearly from God he's known all over the world for a phenomenal gift of word of knowledge and get the most accurate amazing words of knowledge but you can get so uh, personally invested emotionally into something that while you can hear really good for others maybe you can't hear so good for yourself and this verse I'm telling you uh we can skim over it and read it but there's a lot of depth to it this is what the Holy Spirit does teaches and leads that's all it is teaches and leads and if you'll submit to that teaching well I, you know I, you know I, I don't want to hear that pastor Stephen well you're 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 going to you're going to be deficient of something that you need to know and if you don't submit to that leading well I, I really want to do this Pastor Stephen I, this is really on my heart to do well if the Holy Spirit is leading no and you do it anyhow uh, that's that's why uh, people end up in places that are very very uncomfortable Woo! not fun to be in hallelujah and by the way if you're spending all the time on this and God's not in on it it also means not only is this going to be bad you're wasting time here but something else that all that time was supposed to be spent on the real God thing has been abandoned is now derelict and uh, it, it, you know it's probably all rusted and you, so you're losing on both ends is what I'm trying to say so this is very very important so if you really want to profit and you really want to do God's way and I highly encourage that because Proverbs chapter 10 we're told I believe uh, right around I can't remember right off the top of my head verse 17 or verse 22 I just know both of them are really good verses I like both both of them a whole lot you just need to know this that when the Lord God is blessing the blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it that's a really big extra bonus he adds no sorrow with it so you really want to profit the Lord's way and when you want to profit the Lord's way there's going to be a lot of teaching there's going to be a lot of unveiling of scripture there's going to be a lot of things you need to know there's going to need to be strong foundational roots of integrity and honesty and character and consistency and faithfulness that must be instilled within you those things all have to be taught and then there's that there's that leading of the spirit and that denotes that you, you're going to have to have a close walk with God you just you cannot be in this just so God can get money to you uh, you know well I, I'm not really interested in a close walk with God I just want a prophet uh, th that's not going to work it's not going to work because you have to be led in this way that he wants you to go and so in order to follow that leading of the Holy Spirit you're going to have to have a close walk with God this really is a package deal because the Holy Spirit will not only teach you how to profit he'll also tell you 
and teach you and help you how to love your wife, how to honor your fellow worker, how to honor your boss, how to, how to honor government authority, how to honor authority within the church. He'll teach you all kinds of things. So it really is a package deal, and you will have to lean strongly on the Lord's big shoulders so that you can be close to Him to get that guidance that you need. So that's what it is. It's teaching and leading. Teaching, unveiling of Scripture, leading of the Holy Spirit in the way, in the path that you should go. Let me go back a few more years in time where I, I would always go to this certain church, and the pastor was very gracious, very generous. Um, anytime I would go and speak at his church, the savings account that the church had saved, he would always completely drain it and give that to me, to my ministry as an offering whenever I would come and speak. And of course, I'm not coming every week, maybe twice a year. But he was always very gracious. He didn't have a large church, but the giving was always very, very exceptionally good. And he was blessed of the Lord. He had a good walk with God, good, uh, good wife, good marriage, good family. Uh, but he had something, he had something happen where he began to make a couple of wrong financial decisions. He made a few small wrong financial decisions, and then he made one big one that was wrong, and that was the one that really hurt him. And so, uh, I don't, I don't even think he's pastoring anymore right now. I, I hope he is, but I don't think he is. But what, what took place was he had, he had a major miracle blessing where he received supernatural provision. And he was excited. He, he told me how much it was. You know, six figures. Uh, you know, this this is not like millions, but hey, you know, anything in six figures that, that that can make you happy for the day. You know, he had a nice supernatural blessing come in, and instead of doing with that money what he had already pre-committed to do by paying off the mortgage on his home, he took it. He took the money, and he did with it what he thought he wanted to do with it, and he put it into an investment. Uh, how about this? The investment was for a Christian television station. None of the ones you would probably know. This was a, a small Christian television station that had the potential of becoming much larger, maybe even becoming a uh, like satellite affiliate channel to a big network or, uh, or something like that. So it had a lot of promise, but it also had a lot of... Um, you know, there's a lot of legal loopholes uh, for all of those things, and all kinds of fine print. You gotta, you gotta do all kinds of things with the government and state, and so they had a long ways to go on this uh, television project. Nevertheless, money was being raised for it. Uh, uh, you know, investors were told they would get their money back and much more. And he took the whole 100k. Uh, that's actually how much he put in, and uh, lost the whole thing. The whole thing went bankrupt went bankrupt. He could have paid his house off. He had it already paid down a good bit, but uh, he had pre-committed to do that. He didn't do it. So he lost on both ends. He lost on both ends. And also he was, he was very discouraged. Praise the Lord. Let's look at it again. I am the Lord your God who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. Teaching and leading. Teaching and leading. Watch out for your soulish financial advisor who has all of these ideas that may s seem so good to the soul, but there's something about it that, that does not line up with the teaching of the Lord. There's something about it that does definitely not line up with the leading of the Holy Spirit. And you don't have to understand why. Just if it's not lining up, it's not feeling right, it's not Holy Spirit uh, is not, uh, you know, giving you a good witness on that. Excuse me. <clears throat> you need to drop it like a hot potato. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So this really does take a willing heart to be taught, a willing heart to be led. But I just want you to know that the one who's teaching and the one who's leading knows everything. He knows all. He is the God of all wisdom. He knows, he knows everything about finance, economics, business, everything. 
God has your prosperity on His mind. He wants you to prosper. But you need to go His way. When you go His way, His blessing will make you rich, and He'll add no sorrow with it. He'll add, add no sorrow with it. There are a lot of wealthy people who behind the scenes have a lot of trouble. They would never let you know that up front, but they've got a lot of problems behind the scenes because they have come into their wealth through means and methods where, where biblical principles were compromised. And so now, although they have their money, they, they have a lot of problems. I sat down with a man one time who didn't just have a jet. He had, if, let me think, in his hangar, I think he had 16, something maybe like 16 jets, Gulfstream, G280, Falcon jets. He, he had everything under the sun just about in that hangar. I mean, this was just like, you know, it's like you know, if you've ever been in a uh, like a big building where maybe there's collector cars. Well, this is not collector cars. This these, these are jet aircraft. And I'm sitting there talking with him at lunch. He's got all of this wealth, not to mention his large yacht, and you know, you know, glor glorious, big, beautiful home. But he had he had come into this by not having a walk with the Lord. And there were some things he told me at lunch. There were some things he told me what they were. Of course, it's private. Would never share it with anybody. But he told me of the thing that's just eating his life up. He can't do anything about it. It troubles him day and night. And it causes such grief and misery in his life that despite having all these things, he can't enjoy it. He can't enjoy it. If you have wealth and you don't have God, you are a poor person who has money. So you need to know the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Praise God. That's where true riches begin. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And when you do it the Lord's way, He'll teach you and lead you into true prosperity. And when the Lord does, it's also very, very stable. It's very, very firm. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. I believe that God wants to make you a kingdom financial ambassador. Listen to this. I believe that God actually wants to show off through you His financial strength, His financial glory. I believe He wants to show it off through you. Praise God. So allow Him to teach you through His Word. Allow Him to lead you by the Holy Spirit, and you will come into that place you are the city sat on the hill. You are the, you are the person manifesting the glory of God in very tangible ways that the world can see, and thus they would have a curiosity and a great interest in your life. Praise God. And then you can be that witness that God wants you to be. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God's working. God's working. Say it again. Say teaching and leading. Say it again. Say teaching and leading. And when you just lock into that on a daily basis, lock into that before you know it, you start standing in your wealthy place. Praise God. Heavenly Father, I'm praying for your people today that there be humility to be taught. That there be that there be a lowering of self, realizing we're not so smart after all. Lord, we thank You that, yes, we, we know that we can be smart, we can have an IQ, we can, we can have diplomas. Lord, in so many ways we're still not so smart, but Lord, You are, You know everything. So Lord, let there be that, that not trusting our intellect, although we use our intellect. Let there not be that trusting so much of that. Let there be a trusting of You. Thank You, Father. We thank You, yes, for sharp minds. Thank You, Father. But Lord, we're trusting You, because You know things we don't know. Thank You, Father. Now let that grace come upon Your people. Lead them. Lead them. We thank You, Father God. We thank You, Father. It's not by power. It's not by might. It's by Your Spirit. Thank You. Thank You, Father God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Praise God. Now, let's worship the Lord. This is a part of our worship. Let's worship the Lord. Let's honor Him by bringing the tithes, which is 10% of
of your income, 10% of money that comes into your life, into your hands. Let's bring that into the storehouse of God, and let's also bless the Lord by sending in those special offerings. Praise God. Amen. If you're going to mail them in, please send them to Stephen Brooks International, P.O. Box 717, Moravian Falls, North Carolina. Our zip code is 28654. Hallelujah. If you want to go online and bring the tithes and offerings in online, you can do so day or night, 365 days a year. It's available for you. Please visit the ministry website, stephenbrooks.org. There's a link on the homepage called Tithes and Offerings, Sow and Reap. And you can go there right now and bring the tithes and offerings into the storehouse of the Lord. There is also a link on our website called Projects. We are now on our next project. You'll see former projects that have been completed. We're now on our next project. And if you want to take a look at that, I believe you'll be excited about it. Join with us as we are believing God for the provision to purchase our own aircraft hangar for the ministry aircraft. Praise God. If you're going to have a horse, you need to have, you need to have somewhere to put the horse. You have to have, a, you know, like a corral or something. If you're going to have a baby, you need to get the baby's room ready. You need to have the crib. You have to have everything ready. If you're going to have an airplane, you can't put it in your garage at your house. You have to have a hangar. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So that's what we're doing. We're going to purchase a hangar for the incoming ministry aircraft. So that is on the project. And I'd be uh, happy if you want to sew into that. And that's available for you to pray about. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Heavenly Father, thank you that you are teaching and leading your people. Praise the Lord. Amen in Jesus' name. And amen. All right. Today, let's go to the Gospel of Mark. Let's talk about overcoming the spirit of heaviness. Glory to God. Mark chapter 14. And let's go down to verse, let's go to verse 35. Heavenly Father, as we go into the message today, any heaviness that's on your people, let it begin to just lift. Let them be lightened today. Let them be filled afresh with your spirit today, with clean, fresh, pure oil of your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Father God, for any dark clouds leaving, any depression breaking off. Thank you, Father. We give you praise and glory that your spirit is working and he's unveiling your word to your people right now. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Mark chapter 14, verse 35, he that would be Jesus went a little further and fell on the ground and prayed that if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. That may be difficult to pray, but I believe we at times need to pray that, even as we just mentioned Isaiah 48, 17. If there's something unprofitable and the Holy Spirit is unveiling that as such, then we need to be willing to say, Lord, you know what? I had an interest in that, and I I, I was pretty excited about that, but Lord, nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. Lord, I'll let it go. Praise God. Now, there will be other things that the Lord says, yes, and it will thrill your soul. <clears throat> and when you have the green light, when you have God's permission, then you can move forward with great rejoicing, knowing that it will be performed by the Lord. Hallelujah. Verse 37, then he came and found them sleeping and said to Peter, Simon, are you sleeping? Could you not watch one hour? Hmm. Well, he calls him Simon. Peter, the name Peter was given uh, to Simon. Peter means rock. Simon means a reed, something that's easily blown and shaken and moved by the wind. So here we see Jesus addressing him not as Peter, but as Simon, somebody who's kind of flip back to that mold of being blown around in the wind, not stable, having another weak moment. Simon, are you sleeping? Could you not watch one hour? Well, we don't want to be legalistic, and uh, there, in a sense, are not demands put upon us in prayer to meet a certain criteria, a certain prayer quota. 
because God knows it doesn't really work like that, you know, because if you're doing it under legalism, it's, you're not going to have the right heart, the right attitude. But at the same time, we do have little nuggets like this that gives, that give us goals, that give us something to reach for. And I remember when I was not yet filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, when I, let's go back to the, um, this would be right around 1988. And the idea, the thought at that time of praying an hour, you know, that had been just as remote and far out as me somehow thinking I'm going to be one of the original crew going to Mars. Uh, it just was like unbelievable. And so for me to pray 10 minutes was like a, a great, like, like a great experience. And I'll never forget when the Lord sent another college student into my life who had a prayer life when I prayed with him, and because I was praying with him for the first time ever, I prayed over 40 minutes, and I, I felt like I had scaled Mount Everest. Now, he went on and prayed longer. I think he prayed over an hour, and to me, that was just like, that, that guy must be Moses or something. This, you know, this guy is like, you know, must be the next Elijah or something. But, but the, just for me to hit 40 minutes was just like, whoo, you know, uh, mountaintop experience. So we do have things that set a standard where we can say, Lord, that would be wonderful. And it is, it is something to aim for, an hour in prayer. Once you have developed that, you will find that you can still go further. You know, it's kind of like uh, weightlifting. You may think, wow, if I could only, you know, uh, bench press uh, 225 pounds, get two plates on each side, then I'll really be something. But then, you know, you, you know, guys go on, they hit 315, and then, you know, then you want to hit 450, uh, 400, and, and on and on it goes. So, you know, it's kind of whatever it takes to feed your spiritual engine. Woo, hallelujah. Now, today, uh, today, uh, 40 minutes, if, if I had a prayer time of 40 minutes, I, I would be like the gas tank that didn't get filled up. And the calling, the, the need, the things I have to do require more than just 40 minutes in prayer with the Lord. If I'm running on 40 minutes, I'm not going to have that, that high octane fuel that I need, the pure oil of the Spirit, to deal with the situations that pop up every day in ministry. So I need more time with the Lord. I know where my tank level is at. It's different for everybody. Praise the Lord. But, you, but as you're reaching, maybe for an hour, you can still, you can get to that point and then get comfortable because you've been strong there. You can still go on. You can still go on after that. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Could you not watch one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. Now, watch and pray. Here's something we need to talk about. We understand that prayer is not just important. Prayer is essential. Prayer is something that you really do need to do. Hallelujah. Nothing else will substitute for prayer. Praise God. But your prayer time is a little bit like classroom time, maybe in a college setting, where if you're in college and you stayed up late the night before and, and you know, maybe goofing off or hanging out with your friends, and the next morning you've got an 8 o'clock class. Well, you may be there in the class. You may be in your seat. You may even have your notepad and your book open but you're so tired, you can't even hardly focus on anything the teacher is saying. Uh, you, you can't even hardly write notes down. You're just out of it. And so did you really learn anything? Was the class productive? Well, from the sense that you were, you were not absent, you were actually there, that is good. But that's not ideally the way you want to learn. Neither is it the way you want to pray. When you are in prayer, you want to be in what we would call a watchful mode. What does that mean, Pastor Stephen? It means that you give God the best part of your day. You give God the best part of your attention. You give God the most alert place or state of your mind. You give that to Him. And you, you're not really giving that to Him if you're falling asleep in your prayer time. 
you may be praying, but you're not watching and praying. And Jesus here said, watch and pray. The word watch in reference to a sense of being on guard, just like a sentry who would be on a night watch. And yes, you know, you're going to have those elements where, you know, if you're on that night shift, you're, you're probably going to get hit a few times with that tiredness, but you're just going to have to stay alert and push through and do the things that you need to do because your post is very important. So it's not just about praying, half-baked effort, you know, you know, you're not really into it. You just think, well, I'm just taking up my time. I need to spend time with God. No, you really need to go into your prayer time, alert, giving God your best, and watchful in prayer. Praise the Lord. Watch and pray. So, not falling asleep and still saying that you're praying, because that's not really going to accomplish uh, what it is you're trying to do. Praise God. Glory to God. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. To have a strong devotional life will require you to be a disciplined person. I understand grace, or I understand the flow of the anointing, the smoothness of the anointing, but I also understand this, that grace responds to us doing our best efforts. And so when we do the best we can naturally, then God puts His super upon our natural and then there's anointing, and, there's, and then there's grace. But you need to make every effort you can to be there in prayer, and to be there alert, to be sharp, and to give God your best. One uh, lady minister who has a worldwide television ministry, very, very well-known minister, very gifted, anointed servant of the Lord, she she made this commitment that this is something personally that she did. I, I don't do it. You might, you might not either, but she made the commitment, Lord, not only am I going to get up early in the morning and pray, but I want to get up early and give you my best. So she shows up at her early morning prayer time, dressed up in dress clothes, <laughs> makeup on hair done, yeah, everything, uh, teeth brushed, mouthwash, everything. And I, I, I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> uh, that, that's amazing. I'm sure the Lord really appreciates that. Pastor Stephen, do you do that? No, but I do show up and I'm alert. Hallelujah. I may be there in, you know, my shorts and my t-shirt. If it's cold, I'll have a blanket on, but I'll, I'll be awake. I'll be there. I'll have my Bible. I may be sitting in the dark, but I'll still have my Bible just in case there's a scripture the Holy Spirit's giving me and I can turn on my little phone light. I'll be there. Hallelujah. I'm not wearing a three-piece suit and, you know, uh, black shiny tuxedo shoes, but I'm there. Hallelujah. The main thing is be there, be alert, watch and pray. Watch and pray. Glory to God. I have found over the years that the statement that Dr. Oral Roberts years back said really, really is true. I found it out personally. It's a great statement, but I've discovered that it works and it's actually true. He said, a miracle is either coming to you every day or going past you every day, every single day, every single day, you need to be prayed up going into your day. And if you're not, you're just walking in there. You may catch that one special miracle moment or you may not. I think that if you're not prayed up, you just don't recognize it most of the time. But if you are, every single day you'll catch it, and you'll know it. And it usually it happens early in the morning. Sometimes it'll happen later in the day. For me, it usually something by 10 o'clock in the morning, some special thing took place that because I was really dialed in on prayer, I caught it. And it was very, very special. And it's true. A miracle is either coming to you every day, and you can take it, or it's coming past you every single day. Glory to God. So watch and pray. Now, there's also more to this, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. The spirit indeed is willing. Your spirit, your inner man, okay? Ladies, the inner woman. The inner part of you that's, that loves God, that's born again, really does want to pray. And so, you're going to have to structure your life where the, the desires and the hunger of your spirit takes preeminence over other areas 
of your life, of your soul, and even of your body. Yes, we're not going to neglect the body. We're not going to abuse, harm, or hurt the body. And we're not going to neglect our mind. We're still going to develop our minds. Yes, we, we understand the value of education. Uh, we don't want to be illiterate. We don't want to, you know, you know, butcher the language that would be our, our, our native tongue. We want to be able to, you know, be able to communicate and, uh, with anybody that we run into primarily. But we want to be primarily also predominantly spiritually led. Praise God. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh, the carnal nature is weak. And until we go home to be with Jesus, whenever that will be, should the Lord return, the second coming of Christ come while we're still here on the planet, or should we live our lives out? And we have some more time, and the Lord has not come back yet. Then you have to, you're going to have to deal with the flesh, because as long as you're in the body, there's going to be elements of your body where the flesh is weak, and it's not going to want to get up and pray. It's going to, it's going to, it's going to have your soulish mind try to jump in there and agree with the flesh, and your soulish mind will say, you know what, you did, you did get to bed too late last night, and you stayed up too late last night reading your Bible, and you should just just go ahead and sleep in this morning. But your spirit says, look. I was strong in the word last night, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get that early morning start again, and God will strengthen me. And up you go, praise God. And you'll find that the grace of the Lord is there. Hallelujah. So the spirit indeed is willing, it's wanting to pray, but the flesh is weak. The flesh will never, ever want to pray. You need to come to grips with that, because if you're, if you're waiting for some kind of feeling to pray, some kind of exterior signal to pray, it's never going to happen. So you need to be the one that says, you know what? My prayer life is established today, and I'm going to be up, and I'm going to be praying today, and I'm going to be alert. I'm going to be sharp. I'm going to be on my watch. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. There have been some visions where I've had, where the Lord has given me a vision. I can see into the spirit realm, where it's just real easy to see real easy uh, to talk uh, to either the angel that would come to me. Uh, there's been times the Lord would come, and it's been very, very easy. But there have been other times, now watch this, there have been other times where a vision would start to unfold, and it would take every bit of my spiritual strength to lean in on it, and press into it so that it would open up and I could receive what it, what it was God was wanting to show me. Why is it like that? I think sometimes we have to contend with the flesh. I think sometimes the flesh would rather be out doing something else. You know, especially on a, you know, if it's a beautiful sunny day, and, and you know, all of a sudden you're starting to have a vision or something like that, you know, the, the flesh is just like, hey, you know, you have, have the vision later, let's go out to the park right now and get some sunshine. But you know what? You have to really, really press in. The spirit is willing. The flesh is weak. So you have to be stronger spiritually than what the weak flesh is. Praise God. And when that happens, you'll catch those encounters. You'll catch, you'll be able to stop at any moment and catch it. Glory to the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, today. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 61, verse 3. Now, when the Spirit of the Lord begins to come upon you, you're praying, you're spending time with the Lord. He begins to take that heaviness off of you. You know, Peter was very tired. It actually said that, that their eyes were heavy. Their eyes were heavy. And I believe this is more than just a physical fatigue. Satan and all of the evil spirits were gathering. They were gathering for this showdown, and the pressure is going to be uh, really, you know, bought to the table. I tell you what, when Jesus was in that garden praying, Satan tried to kill him right there. He tried to take him out, try to give him a heart attack, try to put so much pressure on him. There was so much agony that he was going through, but he kept praying. He kept praying until he got the victory. Praise God. And I believe in the same way the apostles needed to rise up and pray 
because the enemy was trying to shut them down with all kinds of depression and discouragement and they did not get into that place of prayer where they begin to rise above it and also be empowered and when the temptation came very shortly thereafter they all forsook the Lord not just Peter all of them did all of them did praise the Lord hallelujah so we need to press in press in let the Holy Spirit come upon you and this is what he does he consoles those who mourn in Zion to give them beauty for ashes the oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness and so the spirit of heaviness is leaving right now hallelujah glory to God and your prayer life is going to be strong you're going to soar people can get so discouraged they can't even pray they want to what's going on the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak and somehow the flesh has gotten the upper hand and you can't get really into that place of prayer glory to God well the Holy Spirit takes off of you the spirit of heaviness glory to God thank you Lord Jesus it can make you feel uh, that that spirit of oppression can make you feel lethargic it can even physically affect you where your eyes feel tired Mm -mm, but the Holy Spirit begins to give you joy and that weighty gloomy stuff starts to come off of you you start to get your vision back you start to get your your love for God back hallelujah glory to God thank you Lord Jesus and that's what's going on the garment of praise the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness thank you Lord Jesus hallelujah and yes there are times when you just praise the Lord especially when you don't feel like it you just begin to praise him well pastor Stephen that's the last thing I feel like I want to do that is an indicator that that something is trying to push you down that's more than just what we would call life it can be a spirit of heaviness well you don't want to praise the Lord at all that is a spirit of heaviness so you need to begin to praise the Lord praise the Lord hallelujah you're gonna get your prayer life back you're going to get back every single thing that the enemy has tried to take from you or did take from you. Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Isaiah 61. I, I had a situation one time. This was, this was in the year of 2004. I, I had been having some unusual manifestations of the Spirit where God was, he was doing things in my life uh, and whenever he would do it he would double it I had a, had an injury uh, and two injuries and God healed one and then right after that healed the other and I had another thing happen in my life where God did this and then right after he did this and it was just like everything was coming up double and I had never in, experienced that before so I, I began to seek the Lord one day about it and I began to pray Lord what is this thing that you're doing with the double? What's going on right here? Is, is this something that, some kind of a divine stamp that you do when uh, you, you're doing something new in a person's life? I said, please talk to me about it. And I began to pray. I prayed one hour, and uh, the Lord didn't say anything. I prayed another hour, and the Lord didn't say anything. I prayed two hours. I, I can't remember. It was two hours and 56 minutes or 57 minutes I think I prayed for two hours and 57 minutes right it was right around there right you was just just below three hours because I remember stopping and telling the Lord Lord I've got to leave in just a couple of minutes I, I, I had a three-hour block and my time's almost up Lord I, I'm gonna to have to go Lord this thing with the double is this of you what, what are you doing Lord, please, please talk to me and share with me. And I just took my Bible and I sat it down. When I sat it down, the pages fell open. And this verse lifted up off the page by the Holy Spirit, like making it turn into like a hologram. It just lifted up off the page and I saw it. And it's Isaiah 61, verse 7. Instead of your shame, you shall have double honor. If there's any area where you've experienced shame, humiliation, setback, embarrassment if there any area if there's any area like that instead of your shame God's giving you double honor Woo! praise God it's all coming back double every good thing coming back double anything you lost God's going to restore it double and instead of confusion they shall rejoice in their portion 
Okay, instead of confusion, not knowing what's God's will, not knowing which direction, not knowing what to do, this it's, it's like a cloud of confusion. Well, that's going to lift, and in place of that, you'll know exactly what your portion is, and you'll say, that's mine, that's the way we go, praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Therefore, in their land, they shall possess double. Hallelujah. And when I read that, I just began to laugh. The Lord said, yes, I'm doing the double in your life right now. He said, the double will follow you. It'll just follow you throughout your life. Those are, those are indicators that I'm restoring. I'm restoring in blessing. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. Praise God. I want you to begin to expect to receive the double. You're getting your prayer life back double. You're getting your walk with God back double. Anointing re-strengthened. How about double? Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Everlasting joy shall be theirs. Everlasting joy. So, joy replacing that heaviness where you don't want to laugh. Or if you do, it's maybe just for a brief moment and boom, you're right back under the cloud again. No, that thing is lifting today. Praise God. That heaviness where you can't even pray. That, that thing is coming off of you today by the Spirit of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Psalm 30, verse 11. You, O God, see this is God doing this. You have turned for me my mourning into dancing. Well, that, that's a dramatic 180. To go from a position of mourning, and you can't get out of it. It's like you're stuck in this mode where of you discouraged and you feel like maybe God's passed you by. You feel like, well, it works for others, but it's not working for me. And maybe you're in this morning, but God's changing it right now. He's turning it. You have turned for me my morning into dancing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You believe that? Get up right now. Start dancing. Get up right now. Just break that spirit of heaviness off of your life. I break off mourning. Some of you, you find yourself weeping, and you don't even know why. You're sad, and you don't even know why. Hallelujah. I just break all of that in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And you're going to find that you're going to go into your prayer time, and God's going to reestablish that prayer life for you. Hallelujah. And you'll be ready for anything that happens. Glory to God. Glory to God. And that's what happened to the 12 apostles. They, they were not prepared for what came. And like I said a few minutes ago, they all forsook the Lord. What did that lead to? Uh, embarrassment, great sorrow and grief. You know, they're all like, I can't believe I did that, you know. And, and so all of that getting wiped away, all of that getting wiped away. You have turned for me my mourning and the dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness. So just as you can change your garment, you can put on gladness. You can put it on right now. And God wants you to walk in gladness. Praise the Lord. There are some who are watching me right now. You've been taking prescription medications, and these drugs have affected your very personality. And they've, they've done things even to your body where it's caused you to be emotionally flat. And if there is any kind of strength, it would be a strength towards depression. Well, God's touching you right now, and the healing power of God is flowing right now into your body, and you can feel, you can feel something taking place in your body right now. If that's you, I want you to stand up, begin to move around, and receive it, and just start to rejoice, just start to praise the Lord. Just start to praise the Lord right where you're at right now. Hallelujah. Something's coming off of you, and you can feel it happening right now. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now the, now, the enemy right now is trying to say, oh, this is just your emotions. No, he knows you're getting free. He knows you're getting free, so dance and laugh and rejoice even louder. Don't pay him any attention. He's just upset that you're getting delivered. Praise God. Don't pay him any attention at all. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You uh, have clothed me with gladness. Praise God. Glory to the Lord. It's a new mantle, a mantle of gladness, a new anointing. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God's going to make you happy. Things are going to begin to break forth into your life right now. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. I just pronounced that your sorrow is over. Some of you also, uh, you, you have 
you have had certain uh, failures in your past. Oh, welcome to the human race, by the way. But you've had certain things that have, uh, that have troubled you. But I just want you to know that God has forgiven you. God has cleansed you. And you need to let it go, and you need to move on. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And you also need to forgive anybody else that would have done you wrong and would have done something that hurt you or offended you. You need to let it go. Praise God. Just forgive them, and you go on and be happy. You may even need to tell them, hey, I forgive you, because maybe they've tried to apologize or, or ask for forgiveness, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't accept it. Well, you need to let them know everything's okay. I for, you know, you're forgiven, and everything's good. Praise God. Go on with the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But the spirit, the spirit of heaviness is something that's sent from the enemy to try to shut you down. Praise God. And it's spiritual. And I need to talk to some of you right now. I need to let you know drugs are not going to fix it. Going to the doctor and getting on all kinds of meds is not going to fix an evil spirit. It's not physical, it's not biological. It's not hormonal. It's, it's a spirit called the spirit of heaviness. Praise God. Okay, so right now, God wants you to take an injection. Hallelujah. Not of pharm pharmacia, but God wants you to receive an injection of gladness and of joy and dancing. Hallelujah. So still, just stand up. I want you to dance before the Lord. And also I want you to spin. Because spinning has always been a sign of turning of captivity. Praise the Lord. So just go ahead and do that. Hallelujah. Somebody has had a heart condition. Uh, you've had it for a long time. God's healing your heart as you praise Him and as you worship Him right now. Praise the Lord. Somebody has wanted to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But you've been you've been restraining uh, your soul from being free. Well, just uh, just let yourself go. You're in your house by yourself. Just stand up, start dancing around, and spin around, and start praising the Lord, and just let let it come out. Let tongues come out. And if you speak it, which just let it go, Holy Spirit will give you the utterance, and you'll find yourself speaking in tongues. Just stand up and do that right now. I release you to do that right now. Hallelujah, glory. Glory, glory to God. Uh, somebody's concerned because a job has ended and the next job has not yet formed or developed, and you're wondering what's going to happen. I tell you right now what's going to happen. I, I, I can tell you right now. It's Philippians chapter 4. That's what's going to happen. Let me, let me read it to you. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, today. Philippians chapter 4 verse 19 is going to happen to you. And my God shall supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Okay? Don't doubt it. Just believe it. You're going to be fine. God's not going to let you down. God's not going to let you fall. You're going to get the next job. It's going to be a better job. Everything's going to, you're going to get better pay. Everything's going to be get, uh, better. You're not going backwards. You're not staying on neutral. You're going upwards. Your God will supply all of your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. You'll never be poor another day in your life. You've left it all behind. Hallelujah. You're on God's agenda now. You're in God's kingdom now. And He's a good God. He's a real good Father. Praise God. And He's taking care of you. So don't doubt it. Believe Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. Because God is performing it in your life. You don't need a feeling. You just need a word. There's the word. Hallelujah. Praise God. So if that's you, and you've wondered what's going to happen, stand up and rejoice, because God has given you a word. He's going to provide for you. You're going to be just fine. Praise God. That job is coming through. That next job is coming through. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. There's also somebody, uh, you're looking for the next business contract. God's going to give it to you. Also, Philippians 4.19, He'll provide it. Just praise Him. Praise Him. You've already prayed enough. Just praise Him. Hallelujah. When I say prayed enough, I'm talking about praying for that need. Just praise Him. Just praise Him. Hallelujah. Prayer is not always just for asking. Sometimes it's just for fellowship, hanging out with the Lord. Praise God. Fellowship, learning the heart of God, letting God talk to you. Praise the Lord. 
Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Glory to God. Heaviness is leaving. Heaviness is leaving. Glory to the Lord. Ooh. Okay. This is good. Some of you are getting real close to a breakthrough into the glory realm. You're getting, you're getting real close to the breakthrough where you, where you go into visions and supernatural experiences. Hallelujah. No, no, you don't, you don't have to be in the ministry for that to happen to you. The, the great apostle of God, his name was Dr. John G. Lake, was a, a mighty apostle in South Africa. Many churches started, came back to America, raised up what became well known as the healing rooms. And that ministry is still carried on today with healing rooms all over America, literally all over the world. But, but it was Dr. John G. Lake that said the most spiritually advanced person he ever met was actually uh, a housewife who once she got all of her chores done, you know, her husband would go off to work, she'd stay home and take care of everything around the house. Once everything was done, she'd just pray. And she had a phenomenal prayer life. And she, she had encounters from Jesus. Um, Dr. Lake met her one time and, uh, you know, kind of talked about her reputation for knowing the Lord and, and said, have you, have you actually met the Lord? She said, yes, I've had visions where the Lord's he's come and He's talked to me. And he, he's, answered, he's answered my questions that I've had for Him in life. And He's told me many other things as well. He says, is that true? She said, yes. He goes, he goes um, hang on just a minute. And he takes a piece of paper and he starts writing. And he writes out a bunch of questions. They're the questions that Dr. Lake had always wanted to ask the Lord if he could stand face to face before Jesus and ask these questions. So he wrote them all out on a piece of paper and gave them to that lady. And I know what her name is, but I'm not going to say it. Hallelujah. <laughs> I don't read thousands and thousands and thousands of pages of material searching for things. Sometimes to just maybe give the good nuggets out too liberally. Hallelujah. The gold you have to dig for. I know who she is. But he gave, he gave the paper to her and said, next time you see Jesus, please give him, um, give him this list of questions. So Dr. Lake said about two weeks went by. He's out, you know, doing something. He's, he's on the mission field. He's working. And he sees her come walking over the hills. Here she comes. She's walking. She's smiling. <laughs> and he can see she's getting closer. She's got that piece of paper in her hands. And she just gives it to him. So he opens it up. And he starts reading it. And he starts reading the answer just to the first question. And after he read the answer just to the question number one, he just threw his hands up and said, my God, there's no way anybody could get an answer like this unless they had personally talked to the Lord. Because you, you can't make stuff like that up. She got it from Jesus face to face in a supernatural encounter, or what we would call, or what the Bible calls a vision. Praise God. Some of you are bumping real close to that realm, and you either keep pushing. Okay, so here's the thing. When you're close, you push even harder. You push the gas pedal all the way down. It's not time to back off. It's time to push in. I want to encourage you to do that. You're really closer than you think to going into a prophetic realm of glory, of unveiling of the mysteries of the kingdom. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, let me pray for you today. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your people. Spirit of heaviness coming off your people. Spirit of heaviness, leave the people in the name of Jesus. They're God's people. They're the people of the Restoration Era. They're the remnant being raised up for glory. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. They are the overcomers. Thank you, Father. They are the Gideon army. Father, you've always used a remnant. You've never needed mass multitudes. You always, you always have a group that's sold out, full of faith, and just ready to go. Father, I just thank you. Fill them full of faith. Thank you, Father. Let them see the vision. Let them get back on track. Let them get back into the secret place. And we thank you, Father God. They'll never be derailed again. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. They'll never be distracted again. Thank you, Father. Thank you. The Lord says, don't look back. 
look forward. Your best is yet ahead of you. It's going to be better than you ever thought. And the Lord says, it'll be double. Praise God. So, Father, we give you praise. We thank you. Now, this week, I would ask, Father God, that you would do something that would be doubled for your people as a witness to this message that has been preached. That They would see it. They would be able to catch it. And they would go, oh, oh, hallelujah. I just caught the double hallelujah. So, Father, we thank you for that in Jesus' name. And around the world, we all agree and say, amen. Praise God. Let's take communion together. Please grab some unleavened bread and some grape juice. Leaven was a, was a symbol of sin. That's why we use unleavened bread, because Christ had no sin in Him. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we bless, we sanctify the bread and the juice. This is now the flesh and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Father, we give you praise. It's so much joy to serve you and to live for you. Father, I thank you that there are some who have been pressed down because of heavy circumstances around them that are very, very difficult to live in. But nevertheless, Father God, you're going to allow them to shine and fly regardless of what their circumstances might be, even if it's in the house, and maybe they can't control it. Father, maybe somebody has an unsaved husband. Maybe a Christian godly wife has, a, has an unsaved husband. Maybe a godly husband has an unsaved wife. And maybe there are circumstances beyond their control, and they are in that place. But Father God, they're going to fly and soar. They're going to be so full of joy. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. We receive the body of Jesus in faith, rejoicing. Amen. Let's partake. Satan can't steal your joy. He, he may try, but he can't take it. Guard it. Guard it, because your joy is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Hallelujah. Happy, happy in the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Soaring with the Lord in the prophetic heavens. Father, thank you for the blood of Jesus that washes our sins away, that cleanses us from all unrighteousness. Father, we, we proclaim the Lord's death until He comes. We celebrate His resurrection, and that we have been seated with Him in the heavenly realms. Father, we receive the cleansing blood of Jesus now. Let's partake together. Praise the Lord. We thank you, Father. Fatigue and heaviness coming off your people. Now, Father, we thank you. We don't mistake this for the natural need to have sleep that our physical bodies need. But, Father, this constant heaviness, this constant fatigue, this constant low level of spiritual energy, Lord, that's not of you. We thank you for freedom and rejoicing. Praise God. As we end, soon as I end, and this program concludes, jump up and begin to dance. Begin to dance and praise the Lord and just say, Lord, I worship you. Come on, give the Lord at least three minutes of dance and worship, and watch how happy and how light you are in the Spirit. God bless you. I'll see you back 